Welcome to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak, help you go next level with your practice, leveraging the four pillars that make a practice bulletproof. Vision, building a dream team, marketing ninja, and financial freedom. Now, let's get into it. Everybody, thanks for tuning in for another edition of Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Tonight, I'm excited. I have a longtime friend, colleague, confidant, someone I've known pretty much my entire career. And um, I'm excited to have, have Greg May on the, on the uh, podcast. Many of you may know about his Facebook group, the 10X. What is it? 10, 10X, 10X Dental. Dental? 10X yeah. Dental. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I just drew a blank. But that's a pretty cool forum. And I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of Facebook forums because I feel like it's a lot of I don't know, stuff I don't want to read, but yours is one I actually like chime in and comment on a, a fair amount. So um, anyway, Greg, glad to have you on the, on the show, buddy. Um, you know, been friends a long time. Craig asked before we had uh, hit record here, how, how do we know each other kind of thing? And I, I'll, give a, I'll give a little history, if you will, if you want me to. <laughs> I can add to it too. <laughs> yeah. So back in the day, Craig, there was, a, there was a group called Generation X. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. So, so Greg and I were, were basically big advocates of that group and, you know, put into all the meetings and that's where a lot of, a lot of our early career collaboration kind of existed. This was probably what, circa 2005? Uh, even before then, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe, right, 2002 ish. Right. So it's been a yeah. long time that then morphed into the Academy of Comprehensive Aesthetics. And then I think that ultimately then morphed into Smile Source. Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> which is weird. Uh, well, I guess. Um, so anyway, it was a, it was a very tight knit community of, of a lot of guys doing a lot of implant and cosmetic dentistry back in the day. Very helpful. It was smaller knit. It was definitely a tribe of, uh, of stuff. So <coughs> Greg and I have kept in touch with each other. I think we lost contact for a while there, but you, well, were, going a reason. Some, you <laughs> were going through some crisis and, and that's what I, you know, I was telling earlier. How is that I, the story? I love the yeah. underdog story, and we're, about, we're about, about to hear it. We're about to hear it. So anyway, yeah. bud, it's glad to have you. Glad to spend some time with you. We're going to make this one a, a quicker podcast because I know you guys have some commitments, but um, let's jump into it, man. Did I miss anything in the intro? No, man. You're, you're right on. It, you know, we had our tribe back then, and you know, it was funny. I mean, this, this was even pre-Dental Town days, you know? And I mean, when we had email forums, Yahoo forums, and stuff like that, yeah. you know? It was so funny because, you know, it's like me and Peter were like leeches onto a lot of these more successful guys. And, you know, it just, and, but everybody was so willing to share and it, it you know, it wasn't like they wanted something in return, you That's know. Right. It was literally an email list that went around, like a group thread, a group thread, Craig. Like, if you oh, had, wow. like today, you'd be like unsubscribe, like you just couldn't tolerate yeah. it. But back then, when you, every time you got an email, it was like a gift, like, cause no one used emails, like, oh, I got an email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. opened every one of of them yeah. so, so where do you where do you practice greg um i am a a, a new orleans bred guy um you know I, I moved away and then really missed the my culture and my home so moved back to the new orleans area uh to start my career um back in 2000 i, I opened my own standalone office um and uh really upcoming area of new orleans mandeville which is on the north shore um, that's kind of where my, my career started and having some great mentors, you know, 
gosh, Tom Hedge and Kathy and even, you know, hanging out with Pete and all these old guys, you know, we all got a lot of good information. And, you know, one of the things I knew that, that I wanted to get better at is, you know, dental school gave you that ticket just to start off, you know? And I mean, I just became a literal CE junkie, you know, as much as I could go to different courses, you know, business courses, this course, that course, you know, I just knew I had to be there if I wanted to really truly be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I started and uh, that's kind of, you know, my first few years, man, were a blast. Um, you know, I had the opportunity, you know, when, when New Orleans became Hollywood South to jump on a reality show. Oh, cool. Called Ambush Makeover. Um, and, you know, had my, had my little taste of that, which, and then, you know, that kind of got shut down because something really, really, really big happened in New Orleans in 2005. Um, yeah. Yeah. Katrina hit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and and that's where you know my 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 whole life chaos I guess started. My Groundhog Day began with Katrina. Um, my office literally was flooded with trees through it. Um, I rebuilt it um, with my own money because flood insurance, you know, paid for rising water, not raining in your office for a week. You know, um, so had to rebuild it. Um, but I really, at that time, you know, wanted to rebuild a cosmetic boutique practice, you know, I mean, after, you know, pack live stuff and LVI stuff, you know, I really wanted that cut co and cosmetics were hot, you know, extreme makeover was on. I mean, that's where it was at. So I rebuilt a nice little three op office and, um, you know, it took a year, you know, most people didn't care about their teeth cause they were worried about rebuilding their house. So yeah. you know, low getting back started. Um, but it got back started and, um, you know, we had a really, really great 2006. Um, and then in 2007, um, I was actually, you know, living the good life, young dentist, making plenty of money, um, young kids, wife, the works, building a 10,000 square foot house. Wow. And, and, and that's got even bigger than Peter's. <laughs> all right now <laughs> i'm not doing i'm not playing the one-up game with my boy but anyway oh i know I, I, so, yeah, my whole house is his master closet but that's I, I, I understand i'm coming out swinging today guys watch out <laughs> watch out now watch out yeah. so anyway um 2007 I, i'm literally at my house while it's being framed and a buddy of mine called me and said dude get in your car and go to your office now that's all i'm gonna say and i'm like cool not a problem and he goes, no, seriously, haul ass. So by the time I pulled into my parking lot, there were two fire trucks in the front and my front window blew out with fire. No freaking way. So that, oh, we're just getting started, dude. Oh, geez. We're does this story have a happy ending? I can't handle any yes, more Yes, it does. It does have a happy ending. I can tell. Okay, oh. good. So anyway, um, that office burned down. And oh, basically man. I lost everything. And um and decided to move locations. And I will tell you, I'm preemptively, I'm going to tell you, you know, you're going to hear a lot of bad shit, dude. I mean, yeah. the story is just getting started, but wow. you know, each, each and every one of these things, you know, you learn a lot real fast about, you know, man, oops, I didn't do that. Or I didn't do that. Like Katrina taught me all about backing your crap up, you know, and having offsite backups and things of that nature. It taught me a lot about, you know, insurance and things like that. My office burning down taught me a lot about, hey, uh, fire insurance, you, you better get your own independent adjuster immediately. You know, if you rely on their adjuster, you're screwed. And I got screwed. Um, so anyway, you know, I decided that, you know, man, I got hit twice by natural disasters. 
I'm just going to build a Taj Mahal practice, you know, a la Peterish, you know, and just build this beautiful office, man, zebra wood floors, you know, even have room for a training facility inside to invite, you know, national known speakers in. And, and so, man, construction was underway. And um, I got that office built and I got the house built. I moved into the, both of these places and here we go again. Life is what, getting- What year? Sorry, Greg. I want to know what year. That was in 2007. So all of 2007 through half of 2008, I was under construction doing this thing. I got into the new office in August of 2008. Um, and how much had you borrowed at that point? I want to get some context of the story. Uh, probably at that point about 900 grand. Okay. Yep. Um, for the office. Okay. So anyway- Got into the office and, uh, you know, got things rolling. Patients were coming back, you know, starting to do some cool dentistry and stuff like that. Um, had a great, you know, end, end of 2008 until um, I was on a bicycle. I'm an Ironman triathlete and um, was training, get, doing training rods for New Orleans uh, Ironman coming up that was in April. And in November of 2008, a car hit me going 50 miles an hour. Wow. And I tore my C4 in my neck. Um, and of course, you know, immediately, you know, you're invincible, right? So let's go back to work with a torn neck. Real smart, right? It works really well when you're popping pain pills all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, right? How old are your kids at this point, Greg? Uh, kids at this point are seven and five. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, obviously, you know, that hit me right then. And, um, you know, honestly got addicted to, to pain pills pretty quick because I couldn't practice without them. Right. It wasn't, the pain. Yeah. it wasn't that I was, you know, doing anything crazy. You know, I'm not a, uh, it wasn't doing cocaine lines, you know, on but you had to keep the doors open, right? Like, so it was more of a survival technique. Like it, it really to- was, yeah. but you know, was it wrong? Should I be on, you know, taking pain pills? Anyway, so I got to the point where, you know, look, it's time to get off this mess. It, it's really time to heal my neck. And, um, and I did, you know, I got off of them. Um, and, and basically at that point, um, life was still a whirlwind because about the point where, you know, I'd hired an associate to come into the office and, and take over the things I couldn't do and things like that um, was when my wife at the time who, by the way, was a divorce attorney, walked in and said, um, I found someone else more than you that I love. Wow. I'm divorcing you. Wow. And she's so divor- what, what year is that now? I'm sorry. That was in 2009. So it's like every two years <laughs> from 2003 with Katrina all the way through, you just get your ass kicked. Well, five, seven, and nine for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, anyway. Katrina was what, five? Yeah. Do what now? Katrina, Katrina was, was 05. Yeah. Uh-huh. Katrina was 05. So anyway, you know, 2009. Two, two, two females take everything you own. You got Katrina yeah. and, your, and your ex-wife. And my ex-wife. You got it. And when I say take everything, I mean pretty much everything. Um, also, you know, with my neck, I pretty much had to stop practicing dentistry to heal myself. Um, but, you know, at the time, you know, it's like Louisiana's community property, dude. And she owned half, including half the office, including half the office debt. Well, basically, she forced me to get rid of her debt into a full bankruptcy. 
So I had to do a full bankruptcy, you know, basically at 40 years old and liquidate everything that I could. And basically, man, here, you know, I've lived this pretty decent life as a dentist and all of a sudden, dude, I'm back at zero after practicing this many years, really? You know I mean? So it's like, whoa. So I basically got my neck healed. Um, and here's where the story turns, you know, neck healed, start over again, um, and started working as an associate really quick. Then a buddy of mine called me that had been in lectures that I had done on marketing and asked me to be a clinical director for his practices. Um, he owned 15 offices at the time and, you know, had 22 associates. And I'm like, sure. And um, I, I did not understand the millennial mentality of dentistry at the time when I was a boss. And, you know, basically, wow, you know, have y'all not learned communication skills and things like that? Um, so anyway, I, I started working with him and it was going really, really well until, you know, he decided that Heartland was a good option for him and sold out to Heartland, but before he did it, sat with me and said, dude, you know, I mean, Heartland's probably not gonna keep you on as a clinical director. And he's like, plus, you know what you're doing, go buy some offices, <clears throat> excuse me. So anyway, I um, did my demographics, used everything I've learned through what I've been through. I found an office here um, on the North Shore of New Orleans in the Ponchatoula area that is completely underserved. Um, the demographics of where my old practice was, there was one dentist for every 780 people. Mm, uh, a little I, saturated. I moved to a town here where there's one dentist for every 8,000 people. And I'm directly across the street from a Walmart. Now, I will tell you, the uh, unfortunate part of that is, you know, the income level of this area is about combined income of $42,000 a year, where right. my old office was more like one hundred and twenty a year right. in that area. But uh, since I bought it two and a half years ago, um, the, the dentist retiring had Parkinson's and it was time for him to get out. Um, he was only doing roughly one eighty to 200,000 a year in the location. Um, I basically came in and gutted the place. And um, after the second year, we closed our second year out with four ops doing 2 million a year. Wow. That is so awesome, dude. when was that? I'm sorry, Greg. That was uh, end of 2000 and 2017, we hit 2 million. Got it. So you yeah. bought it, went, you bought it, went, give it, yeah. What You bought it, and then when was the, when was the two? When, well, when did you buy it? What year did you buy it? I bought this in the summer of 15. Wow. So two that's, years. So two yeah. years, you, you 10X'd it. And that's, 10X. Did that happen? Yeah. Is that, and that's the genesis of 10X? That is not the genesis of 10X, man. Um, just a little bit of background, and um, you you may know this, Pete. You know, I was lucky enough way back when to um, to have Omer read for one of my mentors. Wow. Um, and Omer, I remember, you know, vividly sitting with Omer um, in New Orleans, and one of the questions that I asked Omer a long time ago was, you know, man, you've seen dentistry change and go through, you know, generational changes. You know, what's one thing if you could change in dentistry would really make a huge difference, you know, for all these solo practicing dentists that would just totally basically 10x their practices if they would learn this skill set. And he looked up at me because that wasn't a tough question. I'm like, really? He goes, absolutely. 
dental school does not teach behavioral sciences. We don't. We don't teach communication skills, you know, at all. We don't teach any of this stuff. So literally back then, you know, I didn't really listen to his words until really I broke my neck. And then I dove into, I had a year, you know, a year and a half basically to take off and read every book I could get my hands on, on communication skills and neuro-linguistic programming. And hey, I'm really sorry. Who is Omer Reed? I don't, I'm sorry to even ask that. Whoa. I know, I know. I debated, I debated asking. So there has to be a listener or two. Dude. I'm sorry. You're welcome <laughs> to the person that's listening to this podcast that didn't know. That's somewhat dental sacrilegious. <laughs> okay, I, I've never heard of him. I mean, he's literally like up there with like, in my mind, like a Gordon Christensen. So yeah. how do you spell his name? O-M-E-R-R-E-E-D. You're looking it up now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, man. No, no, no it's all good. He's like, he was like a, fu- he, well, uh, he's like a futurist, right? I always thought like, I don't know, man. Oh, he was absolutely a futurist, man. He always did things, you know, all way All was popping up is Omer Reed's 90-second crown prep. That's oh, yeah. yeah that, he taught that a long time ago, dude. Uh, is but, that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't well, know. Well, they all needed endo after that, but it's – But you got it done. Yeah. 90 seconds. You got it done. You know? But anyway, <laughs> I, I threw myself into all that, and then, you know, I, I really – I picked up a book that said 10 accidental and you know started reading and i read the background of this guy grant cardone and i'm like hey this guy i know who that is i know who that is good job and i'm like hey this this is a louisiana boy you know who who's had some challenges too and man has has like really you know focused on on recreating himself and has you know literally become a sales superstar, mm-hmm. and especially in insert especially the auto industry, but now, gosh, even the real estate industry, yeah, just you know utilize. I mean, and he's older than I am, and using the power of social media has just blown up. He's crushing and, it, and, and really is killing it. And I'm like, you know, man, this is a philosophical change I need in my life because I had to restart over, and it sucks. It sucks losing everything. It sucks having to go through what I went through. Yes, I learned some very valuable lessons along the way and had numerous failures, you know, per se. But, man, I need to get back and get back quick because, honestly, I don't have many clinical years left because of my injury. You know, I can't do more than, say, 30 clinical hours a week right now or I'm on the sofa with Netflix all weekend, dude. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I get that. I so, yeah, can relate to that. So, sure. you know, I mean, dentistry takes a toll on your body. You know, it's, you know, 18 years later, you know, man, I, you know, I have the same aches and pains, you know, that a lot of guys, but, but mine has to do with, you know, I lose mobility in my neck after that many hours. So I knew I had to transition into mentoring guys and, and coaching young dentists and things like that. But I knew I had to grow the business side as well. So I've been ultra focused on, on the business side of things and have really, really, man, just utilize everything I've learned and just put it all into place to blow up. You know, I just bought my second location um, in January. Now I have two offices and challenges of two offices. And Pete and I have kind of talked about that a little bit and some of the challenges going with that. But, you know, I started the 10X group because one of the things that, that I see so many of these millennial dentists doing with these Facebook groups, number one, they try to reinvent the wheel. Number two, you know, a lot of them are, are sitting there trying to use technology 
in spite of having a proper skill set like communication skills and things of that nature, you know, and they're, you know, we're, we're taught to be engineers instead of, you know, presenting cases based on emotion and, you know, all this stuff, if I could just teach that, but get some of these older guys that I've been friends with forever, like Pete to chime in and keep all the advertising out of this group, you know, and just basically give back to dentistry. And hopefully that no dentist, you know, will have to go through what I went through ever. But if they do, you know, have an open mind and open heart and say, man, I'm here for you. I've been through those emotions. I've been through that crap. You know, I've been through the divorce. I've been through the drugs. I've been through the bankruptcy. You know, if you're going through something, I'm here for you. You know, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. What you just said, I'll let that sink in for a minute because I think, you know, Pete knows because I talked to him on a daily he knows that I'm going through a lot here right now too, like perfect storm. I got uh, two rock star dentists that I love and are amazing. One met uh, her future husband who lives in Chicago and uh, she sat down with me, you know, yesterday basically crying saying like, listen, I love you. I love everything about here, but I don't want to be alone. I want to have a husband. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you got to go with your heart. Right. And, and so that's going to leave a huge void. And I got another one. So I'm actively in the recruiting stage and I, I think it's important that, you know, that we're talking about this and I want to take a moment just to kind of dive into it because we, we can't resent the forces that God puts in our path that are going to shape us, but because they're, they're going to be there and there's a plan for all of us. And I firmly believe, even though you went through sucked, it was really shitty and I'm sorry you went through that. It made you who you are. Absolutely. And there are statistics that show that when people go through really bad shit, cancer, um, prisoners of war, war in general, there is for most people um, that get through that, that make it through that, a happier life on the other side because we all crave context. And when you suffer and you have some real bad shit happen, then you know what a good day is like. One of my close friends, John, who I mention all the time, you Pete, the guy that has the, has the master's place, um, he, uh, he got a diagnosis of cancer and they misjudged his stage of cancer and they told him to get his affairs in order for a couple of weeks. He thought, Oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a dead man. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, Oh, well actually, no, you're going to be fine. You know, but he, that, so after that, what he chooses to suffer over, what he chooses to, to let, you know, his mind take over and bring him to a dark place is very difficult. He, he doesn't suffer anymore. Because, you know, we all suffer, we're human beings, but to stay suffering is the big distinction. So a guy like you, Greg, you have a bad day and you'll suffer for 90 seconds, 120 seconds. Like This is not a bad day. No. Bad day is when I pulled up to my office and the whole fucking place was burnt out and the windows were burnt, you know. Or the bad yeah. day is when my wife served me with papers. This is not a bad day because his patient is upset. I know I'm going to make it right. So right. I think for the young bucks that are listening, the young women and, and men that are listening to our podcast – don't resent the process. Um, it sucks. I'm not looking forward to finding two associate dentists right now. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not excited about it, but real happiness is in the solving of problems. Right. And, and you know, I'm going to throw this in there too. You know, one of, one of the biggest lessons I learned with, with going through this, man, it's really easy when you're going through shit to isolate 
and and not have you know the right people to talk to and of course and i really hate to say this but the best people to talk to is another dentist i know somebody that's in there that is going through the same emotions and, and same issues as you've been through that you can connect with and i kind of isolated for quite a while and then i learned that was not 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 the um the best situation so you know you don't want to be you don't want to bitch to people you know what i mean like i feel i feel bad like even just with pete i mean just to be transparent here the last couple conversations are like bro i'm really upset blah 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 and i'm dumping and then when he dumps on me he's like oh man i'm really sorry i feel like i'm dumping i'm like bro you're not dumping that's what friends are for that's friends exactly and And that's what and that's what true friends are really for and you know it's to me you know everybody's got bad shit but i mean if if you're, if you're willing to build each other up and be there for somebody, you know, we grow as professionals and it, it, it's not a negative, you know, we think that we're, you know, these great well-trained dentists and we handle all these emotions. Great. But I mean, honestly, dude, we all suck at it. You know, we just we do a little better and a little better over time, but you know, Hey, it happens. But listen, that's what provides the richness of life. And I know there's there's people that are listening to this that are getting their butts kicked. And, you know, we all have a different level of it. Um, I'm, I'm reading a great book right now. Greg, I don't know if you've read it yet, um, but Pete and I are going through it together. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Already, yeah. Read that yeah. years ago, man. Yeah, sure have. Yeah, so that book just like points out like the mind is, and, and Tony talks about this a lot. I'm a big Tony Robbins disciple of, um, and, and I'm lucky enough to have a relationship with him, but he talks about the mind, not your mind, not your thoughts, the mind, because your mind, the mind wants to go. The mind is a tool, but left unchecked, it will consume you and take over. And there were so many points in your life because of what you've been through. I mean, you know, are, you had really redefined who you are. You were an addict. I mean, that, talk about a label. I mean, with all due right. respect, that's a, yeah. that's a harsh label, you know, I mean, it, at, a, at a certain moment, you had to like come face to face with that, that you had to paint, you know, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a pretty encompassing label. You had to say, no, I'm actually not that I am this and reinvent yourself. Exactly. And you're, you're bankrupt. So I am bankrupt. I mean, that sounds like another label and like, no, I'm actually not bankrupt. I'm going through a bankruptcy. <laughs> I think that that is important because all these people that, that are, that are listening that, that have these minor challenges and, you know, we live in a time where Instagram and Facebook, you all put our best faces forward and people look at Peter's shiny offices and my shiny offices and say, wow, I want to be those guys. Right. You know, I don't know if you really do. We'll yeah. right. And, right. And I get that too. You know, it's like, you know, I'm on my 10 X group and it's like, I have so many, you know, messages constantly, man. Holy cow. How did you grow an office that fast? You know? And I'm like, you know, because I searched out, I did my research. I, I, I've learned from all these mistakes. You know, you can't just throw, you know, a guy a year out of school and accept the same, expect him to get the same results. He hasn't been through what I've been through. Right. And no one would listen to you if you didn't have a story like this. Right. You know, my grandfather and my father were dentists and I took over a $3 million practice and I brought it to $5 million. Yeah, great. You know, yeah. I mean, how about like, you know, I mean, this is part, this is all, I mean, I, I'm not to get all woo-woo, but this is part of what God gave you. God made the, the story as part of the whole thing. So right. your narrative about it is also the same thing. It's like, you know, that you didn't, you didn't have the, the chops to start your practice over. Well, great. How about Katrina? Katrina will help you with that. 
<laughs> you know, you know, oh, that to, didn't work. Let me burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, and it, and it's it, those times that show your quality and your character. You would have I, not had your character shown to you. Yeah, lesser yeah. men, I think, would have packed it up, Greg. But yeah. you, you, you kept stepping up to the plate, and I think that's. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, I had those questioning times where you know, God, are you telling me I shouldn't be a dentist, man? Yeah, right. Yeah, just hang it up, and I'm like, but you know what? I love it. I mean, Peter knows I am so passionate about dentistry, man. I love people. I love the craft. I love what what I get to do every day. You know, it's an amazing profession. It's it's so many opportunities to to really truly help and be a part of healthcare in your community. And you know, probably one of the the biggest things you know I'm I'm trying to spread the word on now. And, you know, I just wrote a big blog article on it here recently is, you know, and that's, that's why the 10 accidental group exists. I wanted to get all these guys, older guys that, you know, were hardcore leaders and thought leaders in dentistry that have been around forever that don't have time to be perusing Facebook because their offices are so busy. You right. know, all these guys are, are at the pinnacle of their careers and, and get some of these younger guys on board because, you know, sometimes old school works, you know, yeah. I went through a bankruptcy when I bought this practice, man, I didn't have, you know, a monthly budget to be spending on SEO and marketing and brilliant websites, man. I did hardcore old school ground marketing and became part of the community, which is, you know, man, there was a time I spent, I mean, I think we're all old enough when I first got in, man, you know, it was looked down on. <laughs> but you know, market, I mean, marketing as a whole was looked down at. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. I mean, I moved to town. And it's like you know, oh, you're gonna do print marketing? Hold no, what? Yeah, you know, that you were like xed out of the good old boys club if you were to do something like that. You know, well, how did all these old guys get their patients and all these loyal patients, man? I mean, there's some stuff we can learn from them and stuff that they've done. We don't, you know, yeah, we get to utilize technology and you know, we're in that middle age group where you know we see what the millennials are doing, but we also see what all these older guys before us have done and did well. And I mean, you know, it's like, let's not get away of some of this older school stuff that really still works, you know, and, and just spend it because we're going to rely on technology, you know, because we don't want to develop com- a communication skill set. I love that you dove deep into that for, for a second prior to talking about neurolinguistics and, you know, the just being good at, at communication and public speaking, um, you know, I actually have a doc right now who's going through a public speaking course because I told him he probably needed to do it. And I commend him. He's open about it and, t- and talks about it. But I said, you know, you will literally double your production if you do this. I promise you, because your case enrollment will skyrocket because he's a fantastic dentist. He just kind of stumbles sometimes over like being super technical and delivering his message. Right. I'm like, begin with like how this benefits the patient as opposed to like, oh, look how smart I am. I can talk to you technically. Yeah. Uh, and so I can't wait to watch the, his evolution go from like, you know, great dentist who kind of enrolls okay to like great dentist who like people can't say no. Right. I think that, I think that, I think that bears a little bit of um, in, in depth. I, I want to just, uh, you mind if I break off on that just for one minute? Sure. Yeah, dude. So, so when dentists, this is a really important thing. So if you've been out just for a year, two or three, um, when we tend to um, get challenged or we feel uncomfortable, we resort back to our technical knowledge. And like, I'll listen to a lot of my uh, younger dentists and they're like, you know, we're going to do this and the osseous and the bone and the gingiva and cutting and drilling. I never, I ne- never say those words. We may even get to a gross debridement later, Mrs. Jones. I, a gross debridement. I have people, I, I have people that are fighting. Like I wanted my cleaning and we're like, no, we can only do a debridement. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
So debridement <laughs> is cleaning off. At, we're going to clean your teeth, but we're going to clean everything off that you see. There's still stuff below your gums that we have to get to later, but we only have 45 minutes. Let's get down to cleaning the part that you care about. Or, but bone and, and just, just remember, don't, you've got to talk in plain English. Forget it all. I mean, dental school taught you. If you would have said in dental school, hey, I want to drill, a, you know, I want to prepare the site and place an, you know, or place a tooth. They would have said, what are you talking about prepare the site? You mean do an osteotomy and blah, blah, blah. So we have to make a big pivot out of school, out of the boards, out of residency and start talking in patient-friendly language. It's so funny. And, and, you know, I mean, it, I've come full circle and obviously, you know, a clinical director being over 22 associates when I was, you know, it was just, it was amazing because that's after I had dove in to learn all the communication stuff. And it's like, dude, um, you know, Chris and, you know, Chris Phelps and, and Bowen and, you know, um, Ramsey, man, it's like, we're all teaching, you know, trying to say the same thing and trying to spread the same message, you know, man, watch about the words that you say, use emotionally charged words, get some words out of your vocabulary immediately. I mean, gosh, if I hear one of my staff and one of my team members say cost, I go through the roof. It's not a cost. It's an investment. You know, I mean, just little things like that, little small changes, you know, can make such a world of difference in, in your practices and in your profitability, you know? Yeah. I look at my close rate constantly and, you know, I want to know how I'm doing. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Craig Spodak from the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, and I am super fired up to talk to you guys about our summit happening October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. This is the opportunity to learn everything we've accumulated over the last 20 years of dentistry and business management. We're leaving it all on the table. There's nothing to sign up for afterwards. This is just two days of intense learning and mastermind sessions. We strongly encourage you to bring someone in your office that's a stakeholder, not just an employee, but someone that's actually following you and treats your business as their own. Because if you come back from this thing all fired up and you don't have your first follower or someone to help implement, it's gonna be very difficult. So once again, October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. Registration is filling up very, very quickly and the tickets are almost sold out. So go to Bullet bulletproofdentalpractice.com forward slash summit and reserve your spot today. See you soon, people. So other than connecting professionals, like what is the purpose of your, of your Facebook group? I love it, but is it all altruism? Like, are you, like, are you really just wanting to kind of connect and give back? I'm, it is altruistic, man. Uh, you know, cool. I mean, it, basically at this point, you know, I mean, it, it was my way of, of reconnecting with a lot of the older guys that I, you know, I've, I've lost touch with, because like I said, you know, I mean, some of my older mentors, you know, man, their kids are in college and they come home for the weekend and I mean, their, their time is so limited and you know, my time is limited too. And then you've got a lot of younger guys that, man, they're on all the time and they're looking for good advice. And it's like, there's some, some of the stuff they share isn't such great advice. Right. 
you know, I mean, the whole point of the group was, was to share some leadership skills, you know, that need to get developed if you want to be successful and things that you can do that give you that 10x return, man. You know, I mean, cut through the crap. I mean, it's like, why are you doing this? You know, I see these guys and they're, oh, they're so focused on this or they're so focused on that. And I mean, the ROI, even the time ROI is ridiculously stupid. And I'm like, why are they making the same mistakes that all of us have already made? Right. You know? I mean, if I could help one or two of them, man, I'll feel good. You know, I mean, I just, after going through my failures, you know, I, I tell my own children this, I want you to make your own failures, not have the ones I've already done. Yeah. You know, my job as a parent is for you not to make the same mistakes I did. It's for you to make your own, not that you won't make your own and you won't have your own setbacks and things that happen, but at least don't make, learn from me, you know, and that's the whole point of 10X. I mean, it's like a humble leadership, you know, I mean, you're leading. leadership. Yeah, it really, it really is. Uh, I think that's a great message. And I think that really resonates. Uh, hopefully you're, you know, it's really resonating with your children or at least it will down the way. They might be still you know, younger. <laughs> Dude, to Dude, they're, they're teenagers. I got well, one of them yeah. a senior in high school, man. <laughs> but anyway, but that was, you know, that was the whole point of putting 10X Dental together is, is finding those young superstars, you know, that were really passionate about dentistry and getting them into the group. You know, I don't want a big group. I don't want a whole bunch of advertisers in there advertising about mm. this or that or the other, you know, and also, you know, because of my story, you know, I've, I've been speaking of just a few times here lately because, you know, I want to spread the message that, you know, man, look at your life. I know you're going through some crap, but there's people that have been through more. Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, if you're having trouble, reach out, connect, don't isolate, you know? And, and I think like Craig was saying, as dentists, or at least this used to be the case, maybe, maybe newer dentists are better at this, kind of collaborating, but dentistry used to be this very isolationist um, kind of profession, right? It was, it was the cottage industry. You're kind of practicing by yourself. And that became almost a mantra in your life. Like you kind of just like, like I've learned to really kind of like wall off things and not communicate very well because that's the, the silo in which my, that was my world, right? It was, but now it's like group practices and there's a lot more collaboration online and maybe that's not a big, issue, but I think a dentist default is to kind of like, I don't, you, you kind of guys, what I'm saying, I mean, y'all are both in the, you kind of graduated both around the same time I did. And, um, are you seeing that? Did that resonate with either one of you? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. And I understand exactly what you're trying to get across. I mean, back then, I mean, we, you know, to learn what another guy was doing marketing his practice in Dallas, Texas, or Chicago, Illinois, or, you know, what's working in your market. You know, I mean, we had, man, we just latched on to that email because you were in your own little world, right? You wall people off. And, you know, in your own community, you're really wanting to crush the competition. You want to dominate your market, right? So it's not like you're going to your local guys going, right. your hey, study club, right? You, you don't guys. want to share your trade secrets because you're yeah. like, wait a second, this could, this could cannibalize my own market share. Exactly. Right. So, you know, we, we latched onto that and, you know, with technology, it's made it easier to do today. But at the same time, I think it's gotten so easy that, you know, you've, you've got some guy on there that, that is sharing like, okay, this is what I do. But in all honesty, and I've heard you guys say this before, really they hadn't been through enough. They don't have the street cred. Yeah. <laughs> you with me? But that's, that's the big, that's the big thing that's happening now. That's why, um, you know, the whole, you know, the word disintermediation, the middleman used to be the, you know, we just went, um, well, Peter and I have been to several conferences lately 
that are not the, they're just kind of a fraction of what they used to be. People are, people are not, why would you go over to a big conference, pay a lot of money as really an, a, a long form sales call to sign up for their stuff? Right. I, I've been at conferences where it's just like, there's like seven or eight presenters and everybody just gives you an hour and like, Hey, you want to learn how to do this? Sign up for my seminar. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a funnel, you know, it's a funnel. It is. And, and there's now there's forums like this or like dental hacks or whatever that are actually providing real value or T-bone just providing massive, massive value. Absolutely. Uh, so why, why fly halfway around the country? Well, I th- and I think there's been a shift, right? I think going back to what you and I were saying, Greg, about not wanting to share for, from a scarcity standpoint, I think there's been a shift into more of abundant thinking. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I don't know why I feel that, but I feel like the pendulum has switched more to abundantly. I feel like there's more transparency, more sharing, more openness. I feel like that's the, that's the, the tone of the day, you know, um, yeah. which feels a lot better, right? Because I think dentistry needed that more so than right. anything else because, like I said, we isolated, we siloed ourselves a lot more. So I think to get more abundant and collaborative and, and actually strengthening our industry through maybe even group practices and practicing together more. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, the one, the one shift, right. The one thing I'll see that's lacking though, you know, and like I said, of course, you know, my my whole 10 X site and and what T-Bone's doing and, and, and guys just sharing their knowledge and, you know, easily without looking for anything back is wonderful. But one thing that is lacking to me, which I think is the next shift is accountability. You know, it's one thing to know, but it's different you know, in such a thing like a mastermind group or having a guy, you know, hold you to the fire and go, okay, I know, oh, you, know there. Okay, I see what you're saying. I know you know this, I know you've learned it online, right. why aren't you doing it every day? You know, I mean, what's holding you back, you know, and, and having somebody, you know, an accountability partner. And I mean, which to me, isn't your wife, you know, in the least little bit. I mean, it's, it's an accountability part. Nor would you want it to be right. Because I don't think, no, that's, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that would compromise the relationship. Like I think right. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like it's cool to put down your goals and missions and reverse engineer all that stuff. But if someone's not holding you to task, it really just, you can make an excuse in your own head about why it didn't get accomplished. Versus if I say, Hey, Craig, I didn't get this accomplished. You'd be like, I don't give a shit. Get it done, dude. You know? Right. Exactly. And, um, and I think I totally agree with you, but the accountability aspect is, is missing. And I think we, we all tiptoe around that. Uh, and I think that's where the next shift is going, you know, yeah. you know, having, having mastermind groups, you know, that you can be involved in where it's like, you know, you, you leave your ego at the door and you're there to help each other, but you know, you schedule it and you do it. And, you know, I got involved with, um, with Bill Williams mastermind group. And I mean, mm-hmm. dude, that totally changed my career. Totally. Masterminds all, are awesome. All they of a really sudden, are. you know, I was accountable and I mean, I would rather spend money, you know, going to a mastermind group than you know, yeah. another day learning uh, how to prep another crown margin. You know, well, that's, the, that's the whole thing too. Is like what we're doing is the real learning that happens in any one of these seminars. Like, uh, Pete and I went to a couple recently and there was not really a lot from the stage per se, but there was a lot in the cocktail hour and between the lectures. That's always the way it's been. Yeah. <laughs> so why? That's, why, that's why, how all our old generation stuff. Which you're right. You're going, I see where you're going, Craig, is the pool 
at the conference, uh, the pool at the conference has always been the mastermind, and that's where you gain the most value. We right. just never identified it as the mastermind, right? Well, yeah, like, but when you have tide lifts all the boats, and the mastermind is the what what's happening. Right. Well, listen, when you get a group of twenty people together, I mean, I I was a member of a big consulting company, and maybe ten years ago, they're like, oh, you got to come to our platinum thing. It's all the elite doctors. I was so excited about it, and so we had people selling like Velloscope for two hours on the stage. Yes. I paid a shit ton of money. There's a lot of successful guys in that group. And finally, I was like, at the end, I'm like, hey, when do we have like an hour? And I just started, I just wanted to When do we get up. to execute? Well, also it's just like, hey guys, here's what I'm doing. Anybody have anybody ideas? Yeah, I'm doing this. Oh shit, that's awesome. Anybody? Yeah, I'm doing that too. Like I remember like speaking at a summit recently and going to dinner and people picking my brain. I'm like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I checked them out on you know Google. How long have you been open? You have 150 reviews. Shit, you how'd you get that podium? Oh shit, I'm doing that too. Right. So like you know, it's it's super important that we just we we have these open forums, and I mean that's why if we could do something like this, Peter, where this would be Facebook Live. Imagine how much more dynamic. I know we're getting the strategy here, but if we could have the Zoom being a Facebook Live on our Facebook page and just leave it open forum, like what's going on? Yeah, what we've talked mean? about that. I agree. Meaning it, yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's tons of people that have questions for you right now, Greg. We could be helping them. We'll launch it on the 10X dental site. Um, yeah. Please. Uh, no, hey, if you look, I'll, I'll put it on there all you want. But, you know, I'm already doing that on 10X Dental. You know, Didi and I are co-hosting a Facebook Live once a week, you know, and we're, we're getting, you know, different topics and things like that. And again, you know, that's good. And, you know, you get a, a whole crap ton of views and, you know, you really feel like you're helping people and, and people are, are coming along and they're getting the knowledge, but they're able to post questions later that we can get back to or whatever. Yeah. I know you can do it on Zoom. Like I saw a live video last night. Someone was, Zoom. it's a Zoom in the corner. So right. it was two or three people and it was live on Facebook, but via Zoom. Right. I mean, it was just, I mean, cause I, that's the way, I mean, listen, we're all aligned to what we want to do. We all want to help the profession and we're all doing this for free. So you really want to help people? We'll go live with it. I mean, I would, that'd be yeah, awesome. Definitely. I think, I think you need to. Um, but like I said, to me, the next stage of that, you know, so many people have these questions and comments and, and stuff like that. And we're spreading the knowledge, but the next step to me is, is forming the accountability of it all. Yeah. You know, like, dude, you know, this, we've talked about this, you know, why aren't you getting success? Like I'm getting, you know, yeah. I'm looking at Peter going, you know, man, you know, what are you doing different than me? Why am I not getting this success? And it's like, well, dude, I, you know what, you, you know what to do. You're just yeah, not right. doing it. Yeah. 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 It's super, not super important guys. What we're talking about now, because it, without that accountability partner, you're not going to move the needle. No. You know? Right. Cause you can make, like I said, like I've done this all throughout my career. Like I've made, I can make excuses in my head to justify my lackluster performance. <laughs> very true yeah so, you either uh, suffer the the, the pain the discipline uh the pain of discipline or the pain of regret i mean it's the same thing we all know how we got into two things either you're disciplined or you're cranking on a daily there's no catastrophic failure i mean even i mean maybe in a, katrina is a catastrophic failure but most katrinas that hit people are you didn't do what you're supposed to do on a daily and now all of a sudden there's enough pain in your life that you're miserable and now you're inspired to act i mean p and right. i had a conversation about that this morning you know, it's, it's like you, you take your foot off the gas and things start coasting down, down, down. And then all of a sudden it's crisis mode. And then you get your ass in gear, you get things cooking again, and then you take your foot off the gas. It's this terrible cycle. Yeah, Greg, exactly. we have a business coach. I'll tell him what we're, we are on the phone this morning with a business coach that we kind of share independently and then share together. But 
it's um, he's actually speaking at our summit, but essentially he's not saying anything revolutionary to us that like, here, here's the magic sauce that you need to do with your life. It's truly going to back to what you were saying about accountability and, and, and declaring it and then having the, and being accountable to, to him and, and uh, Craig. So totally agree with you, buddy. I totally agree. It is, it is cool stuff. Um, And I I like how, I like the, the, the evolution of how this podcast came in. You know, we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we have. And I mean, you know, we needed to catch up on all that stuff because you, you, you've kept asking me, man, you know, man, we're so both so busy. It's hard to catch up and uh, know where you're at now. And it's like, dude, you know, I mean, you've heard tit, bits and pieces, but I mean, you just heard and obviously you've heard the cliff notes, you know, version of, of what happened to me. But, you know, and it sucked. But I, I, I can tell you what, you know, if it wouldn't have all happened, I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the feelings that I've had today. Yeah, the gratitude. I'm sure your gratitude shifted quite, quite immensely, you know, from today versus if it hadn't all happened. Absolutely. And, you know, they say, you know, the biggest change it happens to you when you go through a significant emotional event, period. Well, I had to go through a bunch of them. So, boy, has my personality changed just a little bit? Probably, you know. I, I, I've learned to listen a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah. It's good for you. It's good for you in the end. I mean, I know it. I, I, I don't. I don't wish it on anybody. But um, while you're going through it, it sucks. But it's, it is good for you to go through all that stuff. Yeah, but finding the silver lining, like you're saying. I mean, you found the silver lining, and that's. I think that's that's the difference of why of, of winners and losers. You're focusing on on the good that happened because of the bad versus just the bad that happened because of the bad. Yeah, well, the other thing is too that bears some some for, some mention is that what is your excuse when everything's going right and you're still unhappy? You know, like you get, you got a guy like Robin Williams, wins the Academy Award for Best Motion Picture, comedic actor, dramatic actor, you know, and he still feels valueless. Look at all the people in, in, in Hollywood. Why does Hollywood have so many unhappy people? Why are there so many drug addicted dentists? You know, yeah. the, you know, and, and that's look, a whole other podcast, buddy. <laughs> no, look, look at, look at some of our kids have 50 toys. And they're, they don't like any of them. And you see some kid in like the Amazon playing with a stick and a rock and he's super yeah. happy. There's yeah. something about human beings where not more is not, sometimes more can make you really unhappy. Um, Absolutely. We've, all had, we've all kind of bought into this common belief that more, 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 bigger, better, and it's all going to be great. Well, well it's, it's, it, it, sometimes it's not the what's next, it's the what's now, which is the book you're reading, The Power of Now, you know, and living in the moment and being present and being focused on what you're doing instead of, you know, constantly. And, you know, all of us, you know, that, were, that, that work so hard to get into dental school, you know, I mean, a lot of us are brainiacs, man. We've got, you know, a million thoughts going through our head at the same time. Yep. It's like, you know, you're least effective when you're multitasking, you know, you've got to be present in the moment. And if you're not, you know, it just doesn't work out well in the end, you know, I mean, people notice that you're not paying attention to them and you're not giving them their, you know, the attention that they deserve. So I love the fact that remember when multitasking used to be like the, like the word of the day. And I was like, Oh, I can multitask and do everything. And I always, I would always think to myself, like I'm horrible at multitasking. <laughs> I can do one task at one time. And people are like, I can do 12 things at once. And now like, that's actually been like the research has proven like multitasking is just like an excuse to kind of look busy. And like, you, you're not, you're not, you're not functional. Really you you, you got to understand like what, look at what is possible now. Like if you wanted to d- deposit a check, you got your ass in a car, drove to the bank, <laughs> you had a cell phone. So multitasking was like, I'll listen to 
a CD and drive my car. Now multitasking is like, I'm at a fucking stoplight. Let me deposit this check. Yeah, yeah. Let me take a conference <laughs> call. Let me be in a Zoom call. Oh, and let me check the radar because it looks like it's going to storm. Yeah. So it's, just, it's a whole different level of multitasking. It's just there's so much coming at us now. It's crazy. Yeah, there is. And, and, and learning how to utilize all of it properly and, and at the right time, man, is always a chore. And that's why, you know, running a business today, running a dental practice today, especially a successful practice like we all three have, you know, where, you know, hey, you got you got a lot coming at you. There's more to be done to run a dental practice than ever before. You know, you've got all different kinds of hats to wear constantly, you know, and including keeping a positive culture in your practice. You're not allowed to have a bad day, you know, or have bad stuff happen to you. And, you know, I want to walk in every day and be happy-go-lucky just like the next guy. But, you know, sometimes, man, you know, I stub my toe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the bigger you get and the more successful you get, the expectations of who you are as a person are so much higher. Oh, absolutely. So higher. You know, yeah. if you're, you know, the, if you lead a team of four versus a team of 40, the expectations of you is, it's just, you're, you're seen as more superhuman and it's, and we're not superhuman. We're real, we're real people fighting real battles and we have bad days, but the expectations of you rise. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good one though. You know I mean? It, it, and it's, it, it's just, the part of success, you know, and, and whatever your definition of success is, but you know, you're right. The more successful you become, the more, the more lives you touch, you know, and the more people look into you, you know, to, to help them and, and things like that. And, um, but it's, it's an honorable, que honorable quest in my opinion. Yeah, it is, it is. It's the hard path, but in the end, it's what creates the fulfillment and you're not meant to have it easy. You're meant to get all you can handle. Yep, absolutely. Well, guys, I know you. I know you both had a hard stop, kind of at, at a certain point, and um, we I did. want to be respectful of that. Did we hit the guideline uh, or the the time mark? We're good. All right. Well, um, Greg, man, it, how, how if someone's wanting to connect with you? I mean, obviously, there's the 10x Dental. Um, is that a closed group or or open? Can anyone join it? Um, it is a closed group, just because, like I say, I, I don't want you know. I mean, I, how can we help? Uh, dentists that, that really just want to be in there for the wrong reasons uh -huh. and to soak up stuff. You know, I want people in there that, that truly are passionate about dentistry and also are looking for some great mentors because I mean, you know, the names in my group, man. <coughs> you know, I mean, I've got some really old, powerful thought leaders in the group that are in, in some very, very ultra successful dentists that, that are practicing at a very high level. Yep. But if they want to get in, absolutely send send me a request you know i mean more than likely you know just just you taking the time to fill out a couple of questions tells me that you know it's something you want to be involved in so definitely get on 10x dental i mean you know i mean i'm gonna have both you guys on my stuff too um and it's it's how we grow this thing and, and get the message out and get the right message out you know cool uh, Agreed. Agreed. And I think the more, honestly, and this, this will go into a deeper thing that you'll both want to jump onto, but the more we can help each other in terms of, you know, I don't want to go into an anti-corporate kick right now, but the more, the more collaborative mastermind that we can become amongst, you know, the industry that we've all been kind of raised in, um, I think that sets us all up for success longer term, you know, 
or if not in perpetuity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like against the corporate rise, which I know we all kind of talk about, which, you know, I don't think it's that threatening, but you do hear it's pretty pervasive in the, in the, uh, in the industry. Right. So I think the more that we can collaborate on the ground game, just the tactical stuff, the experience stuff, the more, that, you know, I, I think these, I think these forums are, are vital to the success of us not turning into medical medicine. If well, you will. You know, the downside I see, you know, and I, I will go anti-corporate for a second, you know, because, you know, I, I have an opinion just because I was in the midst of, of a, I guess, a small corporation. I mean, 15 practices, you know, whatever. But, you know, the biggest the biggest thing I see is a lot of these young dentists just getting out of school, you know, going into corporate and then they're locked in, you know, mm -hmm. to this corporate situation and their skills aren't being being curated. Curated, you know, there, there's really no mentorship there. You know, they're relying only on Facebook, you know, or whatever group they're a part of. And that group might be giving crap info, you know, or whatever. You know, it's like you don't have the street cred to be telling me this or that, right? Right. So, you know, my, my fear is, is that you've got dentists who, who have the skill set, who are really passionate, but they're stuck into a long-term contract in this corporate atmosphere, and it's it, they're just spinning their wheels, and they're an employee. And, you know, they're going to continue to go on and go on, and, and what happens whenever they're like, they're fed up with it, and they're ready to, to take over a practice, they're really not ready. You with me? Because they've yeah. spent all those years in a situation that really hasn't taught them anything. Yeah, I, you know, and the, I think to, to your to your, both of your points, one of the things, the reason why medicine went the way it did and got totally, you know, jacked was they, they never banded together. And let's face it, we don't have our, our ADA is not going to do it for us. We have we have to, things like this will protect us. You know, the ADA, I don't want to get all political, but they're not doing, they're not standing up for our rights. They're not, they're not pushing back in the insurance companies about uncorporate. They're kind of like a, they're quasi, you know, beneficial representation of who we are. But really the, the power is the, the coming together in groups like this. And, and people are like, hey, corporate's taking over, insurance, blah, blah, blah. And we band together and, and resist that. Absolutely. So, um, well, that was awesome, buddy. I, I appreciate you. Uh, you're one of the good guys, and I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're. You're. You're on the up, and you're winning. Because, like I said, I like when the good guys win. Yeah, I, well, I hear you. Um, I'm glad you think I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that to all. The, I say that to all the guests. Or, oh, thanks. Or, or as, um, as. Give me those uh, wonderful platitudes. Huh? Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> um, as we had, we had. Um, we had Desmond on the, do you know, do you know Desmond? I know Elijah very well, man. I actually um, spoke for him at Smalls at Sea and for Dentistry's Got Talent. I guess uh, I probably shouldn't just call people by their last name, but like for some reason I do that as a default, but we, yeah. had, we had Elijah on and hung out with him at the, uh, at last weekend and he was busting our chops about how we had him on the podcast. And uh -huh. Literally he said, well, I was really just more of the guest listener because you and Craig just sit there and, and, and chatted with each other the whole time. <laughs> so the joke of the weekend was like, who's your next guest listener? But you and you, in fact, were not a guest listener today. And I really thoroughly enjoyed our, uh, our rapport buddy. So yeah. 
No, always, man. It's like I said, Elijah's I mean, such an awesome dude. Like he took it in stride, but I kind of felt a little guilty about uh, about. No, Elijah's my good friend, and you know he didn't really have anything valuable to say that day, so we we had to kick it up. He came in my office, by the way, for Invisalign the other week, and yeah. I was teasing about his lecture. You know how we were teasing him? Because he likes to get engagement. Elijah's not going to listen to this, but I don't care if it gets back to him because it went right to his face. <laughs> uh, like, during his lecture, you know how you want to get engagement. You're like, hey, does anybody here have that problem with a hygienist? But he does very – he goes for low-hanging fruit. So, like, anybody been hungry here before and then eating? <laughs> how good does that feel? Like, raise your hand if you like that. Anybody had to go take a pee really bad and then you pee? How awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone raise your hand. You like oxygen? If you like yeah. oxygen, raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like dirty and then I love it, man. I love it. That is he was, oh, he, he was dying when I told him that. I said, Pete and I were, were making funny the other day about how, you know, anybody been really hungry and then get like a piece of pizza? How awesome is that? Who here, who here likes that? Raise your hand. Yeah. Maybe like anyway. chocolate. Dude, oh, dude. buddy, that but was I'm awesome. This, Sorry, man. I, you know, like I said, yeah, and I, I, man, I, I love it. And he's a good guy too. But um, I just a good you know, dude. Man, anything that I can do to help you guys, though, man, if y'all need, you know, speakers, whatever. Um, hey, Greg, find me a doctor that's awesome, dude. I am looking <laughs> Actually, for the same. Four of them. But you yeah. know, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna rip them out of. You know, I need, I need, I need another associate myself right now, dude. I'm on well, it, hunt as well. If they don't like uh, etouffee and Creole, then uh, uh, and they don't speak uh, Creole, then something out here. Oh, uh, and, and by the way, they've got their like very exclusive Florida dental license, which yeah, the coveted. You, you can hardly get them. Yeah, you, you you got you got to buy one from the mafia now. For huh? sure, <laughs> they're not giving those suckers out. Um, the dental mafia. Anyway, bud, good to see you, Greg. And, yeah, great uh, to see hope you. Hope to see, hope to hang out in person soon, pal. Yeah, we need to absolutely. We need to get together. All right, hey, thanks, Greg. Really a pleasure meeting you, man. I love your story, and I, I think that was divine guidance for me because seeing you persevere and not only break through the challenges but, but grow because of them, that's my future uh, story as well. So thanks for the inspiration. Really appreciate that, man. No, man, I appreciate you saying it. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out BulletproofDentalPractice.com for video interviews and text BULLETPROOF to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day.